Warning, the following podcast may contain potential plot spoilers, but then again, it may not at all. Hello and welcome to Potential Spoilers. I'm Kieran and I'm joined by Maddie D. Mm. And usually what I do is I come in with a spoiler, Kieran, but mm. today I thought I'd do something a little bit different. It is still a spoiler, but it's a quote from the movie. Oh, you're going to sing it's, a song. It's my favourite quote of the movie, actually. Oh, yeah? Polly! 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 And if you didn't want to know that, then you shouldn't be listening to the show because that is a spoiler. And I really didn't want to know that and I didn't want to see that in the movie. Polly! <laughs> I was laughing my ass off at that point in the movie. Is this when he had the beard and he was drunk? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Get me some tea. Right, because what we do on this show is we look at all the promotional material for an upcoming Hollywood blockbuster, as much as we can get our hands on anyway, and then we attempt to predict as much of the plot as humanly possible. And this week we're looking at a movie that we've covered in the past, a very long time ago in the past. So long. Since we did our original prediction all the way back in December 2019. Wow. So over two years ago we predicted what would happen in The Kingsman, which of course is a spin-off of The Kingsman series. Now I always forget this. I know we talked about this at the start of the last episode. I mean the original episode, but is it The Kingsman? Or is it called The King's Man? Is the series called The King's Man or is it called The King's Man? Well, it's spelled King's Man, right? In this movie it is, mm. but in the original series. You're the fan of that, those two original movies, right? I've been calling it The Kingsman because that's what makes King's sense. Man. It's plural. There's more than one Kingsman, so... But I think the movie is called King's Man. You're right. The two original movies, it's called King's Man, The Secret Service, and King's Man, what is it, The Golden Circle? Mm. Which is a great fruit juice company here in Australia, by the way, so... <laughs> Glad they get a shout out in that title. And but a terrible anyway, sequel. And a terrible joke on my behalf too. But anyway, they are called the King's Man, but I still want to call them the King's Men. Because why are you referring to a group of people as a singular? No, I think in the movie they call them the Kingsmen. Right. As in M-E-N. Because they're like, you're, you're a Kingsman now. Right, right. But in the movie, it's the King's Man. No, I think it's the other way around. Yeah. As in, I, I would refer to you or I would refer to Eggsy as a King's Man. Yes. But the group itself, I would refer to as the King's Men. Yeah, I think you're right. Okay, we're confusing everybody. And again, like I said in the last episode, because we're Australian, King's Men and King's Man sound exactly the same when we say it. It makes no difference. Yeah, we can get away with it. So we can get away with it. Just want to point out as well, this isn't necessarily a review of the King's Man, so we aren't going to go over the plot beat by beat. (laughs) Definitely not. And I don't think we have the ability or the time to go over the plot of the King's Man beat by beat, because that movie was about half an hour longer than it should have been, (laughs) with a lot of stuff that didn't need to be in there, even though it still felt rushed. How does that make sense? But if you haven't seen the movie, I would strongly recommend you go and watch it first. For us, it's still currently in cinemas. I'm not sure if it's still in cinemas around the world because we got it a a little bit later than everybody else. We got it a couple of months, uh, I think a month after everybody else did. So you do have the opportunity to go and see this right now if you really want to. And as well, we're only going to refer to stuff that we predicted would happen in the movie back in our original podcast episode. So if you haven't listened to that episode as well, I would, again, strongly recommend you go back and listen to that episode first just for the context, because we're only going to relate what happened in the movie to what we predicted. That's right. So there are key key aspects of that movie that we completely miss yes. in our plots that we probably won't even discuss in this episode. Absolutely. And I don't think it's worth discussing in this episode as well. So let's get into talking about The King's Man itself. So Matty D, I ask you this question every actual spoilers episode except for the ones where I don't. <laughs> Keep in mind that this movie is still in cinemas currently. How much do you think the movie has made in the worldwide box office so far. I mean, it's got to be it's got to be hurting, right? This movie. Just, sure. What makes you say that? Well, due to the fact that it's been delayed and delayed and delayed, and I yeah. don't think the marketing was particularly good 
Well, they did all the marketing two years ago, maybe. So I think people were kind of over it by the time the movie came out. So that being said, I think it would have got maybe 400 mil. (laughs) What? $400 million? Yes. Okay, that's that's a real guess, is it? Yes. Okay, so that means it was more successful. It, it, that would make it one of the most successful movies of the year, if that's the case, because I think Bad Boys for Life made around the same amount. Okay, you I still- think that's a good that's a good stab. Like if if it made around the same amount as Bad Boys, maybe maybe like maybe one hundred mil. Okay. Okay, think more Charlie's Angels, Matty D. Really? It made $75.6 million, (laughs) meaning it's holding hands with Charlie's Angels as one of the biggest flops that we've ever covered on this show. Wow. Again, keep in mind that they're still making money, but they're not going to make too much more money. It's been in cinemas for weeks. You know, they've had the rush. Mm. And I think it's just about to leave cinemas here. So, yeah, they're done. They're done-ski. Damn. And you want to know what the budget is? It had to have a big budget, right? Because yeah, there was a lot did. going on. How much was it? They've never said what the budget is. <laughs> They're embarrassed. They're really embarrassed about this one. It's got to be over $150 million. Right. So Yeah, I would say that. I think this has lost them a lot of money. Jeez. And when I say them, I mean Disney. And what if you didn't realize this is a Disney movie? Yeah, well, we, we figured that out a few days ago when we yeah, put two right. and two together because Fox. Yeah, it was originally Fox, but then, of course, Disney acquired Fox, so they yeah. got all of their leftover projects. So they got New Mutants, they got mm. Dark Phoenix. <laughs> wow. And they got great. The Kingsman. And they seem to be following a trend of everything that they take from Fox as like leftovers. They sit on the shelf for ages, they do reshoots, and then they put them out, and everyone's just like, huh. That wasn't really worth the wait, was it? I'm not. I'm not holding my feelings back on <laughs> this movie. You're very obvious with how you feel about this movie. But yeah, I don't know what it is about these things. I don't know if they're going through and just purposely like they might have gems of their sleep. They might have like complete gold when they get them from Fox, and they're just like, we can't have Fox showing us up. Let's go in and sh- reshoot a whole bunch <laughs> of scenes and make it bad. I wonder what that's going to do for the rest of the Kingsman series because there's yeah. more movies planned. So yeah, they were talking about making the third Kingsman movie for a very long time now. Mm. I don't think it's going to happen because now it's in Disney's hands. Yeah. So there's every chance that we won't see Kingsman three at all. Yeah. Because I don't think Disney is is interested in continuing the franchise. Well, after this has been a failure, they're probably yeah. just going to bin the whole thing. But here's the thing as well, and I think this is important to say: nobody wanted this movie. No. Nobody asked for a Kingsman. No prequel movie everyone wanted the sequel yes and everything that people like about the kingsman movie is not present here in this movie and it's obvious from the trailers yeah watching this movie you completely forget that it's a kingsman movie absolutely it's so different and that's not a good thing that's a huge mistake in my book yeah yeah, it's it's just call it the adventures of Ray Fiennes in World War One, and <laughs> people would be happy to go and see Ray, Ray Fiennes in World War One. No, call, actually, call it the adventures of swashbuckling Jaimon Onsu, <laughs> and then people would run out and see them. Oh movie. my god, that'd be a great title for a yes, movie, especially this movie. When I was watching this movie, it was like I completely forgot that we're watching a you know Kingsman movie. I mean, sometimes yeah. sometimes it kind of felt like there was there it was, was like kind of, maybe a scene in the movie where it felt like a Kingsman movie. Yeah, it was. We'll very, talk about it. It was very over the top and not realistic. So I guess in a way. Sometimes it kind of felt like it. Sometimes it was over the top, and it was very inconsistent, if you ask me. And yeah, that's. I think that really hurt our plots because we kind of went into this with the idea of it being a Kingsman it movie, being a Kingsman movie, and you can hear our plots where we're just like, well, screw historically, historical yeah. accuracy, screw like this. It's just going to be this, this, and this, this. And the movie was completely different. Yeah, and the movie was very historically accurate. Surprisingly like, to a so. T. If Not- we just looked at the history of World War One and then just regurgitated that as our plots, we would have been closer than what we actually I mean, said originally. They took some liberties. I mean, there there were a few liberties. You know, their portrayal of uh, Tsar Nicholas II was like, eh, and you yeah. know, other other things. But 
surprisingly historically accurate. Like yes. these kind of movies usually just wash over World War One and yeah. just like Germans are bad guys, Allies are good guys. There we go. We can talk about our, our thoughts and how we thought the the movie came together at mm. the very end. But I'm really excited to talk about what we originally thought because. Uh, our original impressions of the movie, if it wasn't obvious already, is very, very different to the movie they presented. Yeah. One of the things I think is important to point out straight away is that from the marketing material and then from the trailers and everything, we had no idea that the character of Conrad was the Duke of Oxford, Orlando's son. No, we did not know that. We had no idea of that plot point at all, and it really hurt our plots because yes. of it. Yes, and well, um, there was no information about that. And the, the other thing true. as well is information we had at the time- was inaccurate. Was inaccurate. There were people cast, like Stanley Tucci was cast as Merlin. Merlin which wasn't true. Which Who was he? He was just like some dude. He was like the advisor for the American president. Yes, yeah. So that threw us and all And they out. also said that Charles Dance's character was Arthur. Which well, wasn't, which it didn't wasn't. hurt my plot. Yeah, I know. We'll talk about it, but uh, that wasn't accurate. Mm. And basically, every every name we had in the cast list wasn't accurate. Yes. And it, again, it really threw us off and really hurt our plot. So I don't think you can really blame us in that regard. But still, still listening back to our plots. Oh, oh boy. <laughs> Should we get into it straight away? Let's go. Let's go. Um, well, you went first, right? That's right. So I'm going to be covering Kieran's plot. Now, we have a point system. That's right. I'm so glad you brought that up. I <laughs> See, I remember. So just like... The coders, the decoders in World War One, who just like go over oh. the, the German codes and no, try you to. You don't need a, a group of decoders. You just need Polly, because <laughs> Polly, Polly can apparently do anything. Polly is the superhuman woman that can do anything. So yeah. Polly's actually done my points. Today. Mary Sue, if you ask me. But, but anyway, <laughs> a little bit. She's kind of annoying. But yes. essentially, we need a way to say welcome to the club. <laughs> The Mary Sue Club. I think we need to debrief about that particular yes. character. That might be a whole yes, other Yes, we'll episode. do that at the end. But essentially what we're doing with these with these revisit episodes is we grade each other's plots. Now, we do it by a point-based system. So mm-hmm. if one of us says something in our plot, in our original plot, that there was no information for, we just pulled it out of thin air and it was accurate, that's two points. Mm-hmm. If we see something in the trailer, <laughs> lucky enough to spot something in the trailer, yes. or the very loose promotional material and call it as it happened in the movie, that's one point because, you know, we-, yeah. we And had this is help. a very sour point for me as well, because there's a lot of stuff in the trailers <laughs> that was not in the movie. Absolutely. And I think it hurt one of our plots very, very badly. And a lot of misleading- points in the trailer as well, like yes. people saying stuff and doing stuff in different contexts. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Ruined us. Now, the other thing that you can get, and I think we're both- In our point system, yeah. In our point system, and I think we're both going to get a lot of this, mm, is be so lucky. The, the very golden half a point, which is where we're kind of on the right track, but kind of not. So, we might yeah. guess, we might predict something in our plot. So, it's not accurate to the movie, but we're on the right track. Yeah. So, our thought, our mind was in the right place. Mm. But then, of course, if it's not close to the movie at all, <laughs> and, and completely wrong, you get no points for that's that. Right. I think that's very, very important to point out. <laughs> So let's go into how well okay. Kieran did in his prediction. Let's talk about the start of Kieran's movie. Now, how did we know that movies now? This is, this is back before we spotted the trend of every movie starting with a flashback with the, the main character as a child. Mm. So we had no idea of that trend back then. No. If, if we did, then we would have got the movie. Then we would have got the movie. Of course, the movie starts with a young Conrad uh, yep. as a child now. With the, his mummy and daddy, the Duke of Oxford. That's not what you thought would happen. How you thought the movie would start was with a montage of World War II where we would see the destruction of war. And you thought it, would get, yep. you thought it was going to be very stylized and violent. You thought the whole movie was going to So take- I thought the movie was going to open like the other two movies that preceded it. <laughs> so silly, Kieran. Why'd you think that? Why'd you think that? This isn't a Kingsman movie. No. <laughs> Now, I know you would think you wouldn't deserve any points for that, but I decided to give you half a point because of two reasons. One is we do see the destruction of 
war throughout the movie. There's scenes sort of, especially in the middle of the movie where yeah. we see World War One and the tragedies of the song. There is a montage. Like there is a montage there of is. the trenches where you see like beautiful scenic countryside and then it gets like decimated yes. by the war and you see the trenches run through it. Yeah. Sort of like a, in a uh, time lapse. Yeah. Montage. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess it's kind of there, but not at the start. Not at the start. And I, and I kind of give you some credit here because at the start of the movie we see Orlando Oxford, the Duke, coming yep. into like a like a prisoner so this of is war during camp. The, this is during the Boer War yeah. in South Africa. Yeah, and so yeah, he visits a, a British prisoner of war camp. It's just like, oh, you're not treating the prisoners very yeah. humanely. And he speaks about the horrors of war there. So you're kind of on the right yeah. track there, but it, it doesn't not open really, up how yeah. you thought it would open up. Now you thought Conrad's father would have died off screen at this. Yeah, yeah, and his mother does. <laughs> Does I guess and she dies on screen. She does die on screen, and this leads the young Conrad to want to enlist to avenge his dad, um, despite being underage. Yeah. Now, Orlando Oxford, who's been who is friends with his with his father, with Conrad's yep. father, which very yeah. funnily enough, he is very. Well, close. Orlando is very close to Conrad's father because he is Conrad's father. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um. But yeah, uh, the Duke prevents him from enlisting in the war just out of protection. Now. Yeah. Now, mind you, that's 90% of the movie because Conrad is desperate to yes. join the war and Orlando is just like, no, 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 you cannot do No, please don't do it. Yeah. So, I'll give you half a point for that because you're definitely on the right sure. track with that. But there was a lot of elements I didn't get right. Yes, yeah. that's right. That's right. So, in the actual movie, Orlando is his father. He He's seen the horrors of war. He wants to prevent Conrad from doing yep. that and Conrad wants to prove himself. And Orlando is a pacifist. Yes. So, he became a pacifist after a traumatic experience he had during the Boer War where he was running around a room with a sword. In first slicing person. Slicing up people yeah, in first person and we're like, is this supposed to be cool? Is this supposed to be funny? Is this supposed to be dramatic? Not sure. <laughs> really keeping your cards close to your chest this this week, Kieran. So, yeah, you get half a point for that. And also, we saw in the trailer that uh, the character of Orlando was going to have these conversations of, yeah. there's better ways to win a war than fighting. So, I that's think right. that's where you got that idea from, but not quite how it played out in the movie. Now, you said at this point in your plot that they go to the Kingsman Taylor shop to get a suit, mm-hmm. and there would be a few gags referencing future technology. A big part of your plot was mm. was you thought they were going to- Call forwards. Call forwards and say like, oh, imagine if I had a suit that could protect me against bullets. Yeah. And everyone would laugh at Conrad and be like, that's ridiculous. How stupid is that? Doesn't no, really happen They in the don't movie. do that at all. At all, no. Huge mistake, if you no. ask me. Now, you thought after they went to the Kingsman's Taylor shop, they would go to- their headquarters, the Kingsman mm-hmm. headquarters, which is in a countryside in a hidden room. Yep. Now, it's actually in the tailor shop, but I guess there is a, another room that they use inside Orlando's, Orlando's mansion. mansion. Yeah. So, I think that's where you got those so two So, the Kingsman headquarters aren't in the Kingsman tailor shop until the very end of the mm. movie. So, yeah. in this movie, the Kingsman tailor shop is just a tailor shop. Yeah, uh, but they that's kind of their meeting spot. Yeah, they hang out there to discuss, I don't know, politics and the yeah. war. So, when Conrad is introduced to this- Hidden base. This is where he meets Polly and Sala as they Sala are from Indiana Jones. What's his I name? I am the monarch of the sea. Shola. German Hansu in this. Shola. Right. Shola. Yep. Shola. His name. Shoulder. Keep your hands on my <laughs> shoulder. Now I'll give you one point because you know what that is. Cr- <laughs> my my uh, my smartwatch is picking up the plot. I give you a point for that because. You know what? That does happen, but we do see it in the in the trailer. Yeah. So, there you go. You got a point. How happy hey, are you? I'm so, not. <laughs> they tell Conrad that there is a bad, bold guy, bold guy, mm-hmm. with other influential people who are doing bad things in the world, including creating German chemical weapons. Mm-hmm. 
Which, by the way, is a plot point that is exactly from Wonder Woman, the original Wonder Woman movie. Yes. Yes, it is. I was actually thinking that. I was like, this is kind of like Wonder Woman. I hadn't seen Wonder Woman at that point either, <laughs> no which way! is incredible. Now, I give you a point because there is an organization led by a bald man that is doing nefarious things. I also said he was Scottish. You did, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, we saw that in the trailer, didn't we? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, so I'll give you a point for that. It's worth more than half a point because you got more you got more details right, but they're not creating sure. chemical weapons. They're just no, they're kind not. of they're kind of uh controlling the world through Yeah, they influence the war. the war and then manipulate it yeah. throughout. That's right. Now in, in your plot you thought there were all these guys would sit around the table. I think you thought Kaiser Wilhelm would be yeah, there, Zahn Nicholas was yeah, there. But they're not. They're not. No, it's mainly just like Rasputin and like the, Matahari. Yeah. Whoever that German guy was. Yeah. The guys that are the Lenin. The council. Yeah, Lenin, what the hell? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's it's all well, he-, he makes Russia communist. So that was you remember how um the ball yes, yeah. villain was just like, I don't agree with your 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 ideals, but you you gotta go out there and get started. I love that they're making, you know, Lenin to be an evil evil person. Like that's very interesting. Well, Americans consider him to be evil because yeah. he, you know, he introduced communism, Goddamn communism to Russia. Yeah, it certainly wasn't because his country was like falling apart under the regime. Yeah. No, no, it was evil, nefarious things. Yeah, of course. But yeah, so you were you're right on this. There was um, you know, people around the room that were more influencers than political leaders. But yep. you did mention that you thought offhandedly that there would be a young artist in That's- this room. Now I'm gonna give you points for that later, but you kind of speculated that Hitler might be in Involved, in this area. Yeah. <laughs> Just like hanging out, yep. bringing their coffees. He's the intern. The next part of your plot is you have a training montage yep. with uh, Conrad and Jarman Honsoon. And you also said or believed that the Kingsmen would not want to use guns. It was like a creed. They didn't believe in guns. They only yeah. used swords because it's the gentleman's way. Not quite. They do no. use guns. They seem very happy to use guns. It's just Orlando himself doesn't want to use any kind of weapons because he's a pacifist. Yes. So that's why I give you half a point. Well, I give you a very generous half a point because yeah, I suppose so. Orlando talks about the gentleman's way of you know, Pacifism, fighting. Yeah. yeah. And also combat as well. Like that's he right. believes in a gentleman's fight, you know. Yeah. So half a point, but there's no, there's no point no. in the movie where they're against shooting guns. They're very no, much not at all. pro that, especially Polly, who just comes out. And sh- She's <laughs> a sharpshooter as well, <laughs> as, a- as a master code cracker. Why wasn't she the hero of this movie? She can do everything. At this point in your plot, they go after Rasputin. He's like the main lead, and they travel to uh, Switzerland. The main lead? Uh, like the lead villain? Well, yeah, in your plot, he's kind of the main villain, but he's their, main, of, yeah. he's their main lead to kind okay, of uncover this okay, conspiracy. Yeah, so That's he's the saying. main lead that they have. I thought you meant like he's the lead actor of the movie. <laughs> no way. No so, in your plot, you thought they went to Switzerland uh, first, and they were going to fly out to Russia from Switzerland. Yeah. Now, you speculated yeah. that there'd be a we're dog- going to have to break down this sequence. Yeah. So, yeah. in the actual movie, they go to Scotland, yes. which is where the aeroplane sequence is, because the villains have a headquarters on top of a huge rock That's in right. Scotland, and they have to fly the plane over to parachute. Which in. happens at the end of the movie. Which happens at the very end of the movie. That's yeah. right. Yeah, so you're mixing a few scenes up That's in your right, plot. Yeah. So you're mixing the scene at the end where they finally confront the villain yeah. um, and sort of blow up his- Because they catch a train, in the actual movie, they catch a train to go to wherever Rasputin is. Mm-hmm. Was that in Russia? I can't It remember. was in you, Russia, You yeah. saw the movies yeah, it was earlier than I did. And yeah, then they, they fly a plane to Scotland in the actual movie. But in my plot, they're flying a plane to Russia to parachute into yeah. where- Rasputin is where he's holding his party. Yeah. Which wasn't, yeah, like I said, we're mixing up two scenes. Yeah, that's right, that's right. So, in your plot, yeah, they fly off. They got involved in a dogfight. Um, which doesn't happen, no. No, it doesn't it's happen. It's just Orlando wrestling with the plane by himself. <laughs> he he kind of stumbles over and, like... Lands in the wing. He's, he's, his plane starts barrel rolling. 
Now, you know, yeah, as, as we said, the Duke gets stuck in the wing, but he manages to escape and parachute to safety, but he lands on the side of a mountain and has to scale the mountain. Now, I'll give you a point for that because mm-hmm. that does happen, but it happens at the end of the movie. It's yep. not when he's flying to Russia, but we do see that. We also see that in the trailer as well, which is why you get one point. Mm-hmm. Now, at this stage- So, would you say that it was obvious that it was Ray Fiennes in the trailer, parachuting and then in the, in the plane? Because um, I would say that it definitely was. <laughs> You know, hindsight's a beautiful thing, Kieran. Yeah, it certainly um, is. You know, I guess that's why you got a point for that for that okay. guess, for yep. that prediction. Cool. It's hard, you know, sometimes the trailer goes so fast. Yeah. It's certainly not my job to, like, look at the trailer, yeah. right? So, at this point in your plot, they come across a German munitions factory, like a little shed, I'm imagining, yep. in your plot. Well, I said that they were storing cheese there, which in the actual movie- <laughs> There is cheese. There is cheese in the, like, the elevator operations room. Yes. That's at the climax of the movie when that's they're right. getting to Scotland. So- your prediction in this po- point in the movie is more at the end. Yeah, that's when right. When they're confronting the lead villain. Now, at this point in your plot, they meet again with uh, Jaiman Honsu and Polly. Conrad was captured. It's revealed he's captured when his plane was shot down. So, they all meet up and they're like, oh, no, we got to save Conrad because, you know- he might die. Oh, no. The ch- <laughs> no way he'll die. He'll be safe. He's the lead character. Uh, there's a huge action scene in your plot with guns and and they blow up the munitions factory. They'll destroy the chemical weapons. So, in your plot, that's where the chemical weapons yep. were kept. And they'll shoot, uh, what's his name, Brühl? Brühl? B-R-U-E. Yeah, the the bad Ge- German guy. Yeah, that's right. So, the actor's name was, I can't remember the actor's name, but he, Daniel Brühl was the actor's oh, that's name. that's what I'm thinking of. But I can't remember his character name either. No, me neither. He was neither. the guy so, influencing Germany. Yeah, so he was like the advisor for Germany and he was whispering, you know, he was getting the Kaiser angry and making that's right. him, you know, go in, like, making him be a warmonger, essentially. That that's was right. His- and he sets up Hitler as well at the end of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. But in your plot, I guess he was the guy that was manufacturing the chemical weapons. That's right, yeah. But anyway. In the movie, we see him in a factory working on some kind of chemical weapon. Mm, that's right. I mean, in the trailer. Sorry, in the trailer we see that, but it's not in the movie. No, it's not in the movie. And just as they shoot that guy, Orlando saves Comrade from being hung by the last, like, in the last minute. So, yeah. you know, he's been in prison. The bad guys decide, well, let's kill Conrad. Let's hang him. And then, you know, Orlando comes in, fights them and saves him. And cuts him down. Dying. Yeah. He cuts him down. Now, that was a scene in the trailer, but it wasn't Conrad in that trailer. No. Oh, it, in the movie, actually. It was the guy who assassinated Franz Ferdinand. Yeah, yeah. So, in the actual movie, which is very different from both of our predictions, yeah. there, there, was a, there was a prisoner that they need to get information out of, and, and he's being hung, and Orlando goes to save him to get yeah. the information out of. Now, That's in right. your plot, you thought it was Conrad. That's Right, so, yeah. I gave you two sets of half points for that. Now, they, at this point in the movie, they go to Rasputin's mansion and he'll make a grand entrance. He does. He makes yeah. a very grand entrance. He glides into yes. the room. He does like ballet steps in. Now, Rasputin will spot them in your plot and there'll be a tense scene between Orlando and Rasputin where they talk about how the world should be, which kind of happens. It's yeah. more of a flirtation. Yeah, We're that's not right. talking about how the world should be. There's just kind of like just a tense- Just talking about having sex with men. <laughs> tense atmosphere. Well, Rasputin was very- Promiscuous. He's- I don't know if they ever said that he was like gay though. What I read about Rasputin when I studied it at school was that he- Slept with both men and women. He was just kind of like sexually ah, okay. open. He he would have mass orgies and he just, there was no rules to this guy. But yeah. you don't know how much of it is propaganda as well. That's true. You know, he was not a very Liked favorable person. guy. No. Now there'll be an action scene. So what points did I get for the tete tete? Got a one point and a half point. Oh, cool. Very nice. Yeah. So at this point in your plot, there's an action scene. Jaiman Honsu, Shola gets shot. Yep. He does in the by movie. By Rasputin. He does indeed. Uh, Orlando will- I don't f- think that was in the trailer either. No, it wasn't. Wow. So look yeah, at me you, go. You got points for that. Uh, Orlando- And I said he'll sit out the rest of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> if, he, if only he was so lucky. In the actual movie, he gets shot by taking a bullet for Orlando. That's right. Who yep. shoots him again? 
It was the Scottish guy, the lead bad Scottish guy, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, right at the end of the movie. But he's fine. Yeah. I don't want to upset anybody thinking that <laughs> Jaimon Honsu got hurt. No, he was fine. Yeah, don't, no one cry for Jaimon Honsu. He's okay. He gets saved. Yep. Now, Orlando fights with Rasputin. They have a sword fight, which mm-hmm. they do in the movie. Now, that's at this right. point in the movie, Orlando tries to seduce Rasputin and poison him. The poison doesn't work, which is funny because you say, maybe they poison him. Yep. Which that they was do, part of my prediction. Which they do. Yeah, exactly. So, you said they'll poison him, they'll shoot him, and they'll drown him in the river, which is exactly the yep. sequ- sequence of events that happen. Yep. And they d- drown him in a uh, frozen river as well, mm-hmm. much that's like right. history. So, I'll give you two points for that. Congratulations. Yep. Even though that is, you know, that's the long-standing historical but we didn't version know of events, but we that's true. That. You know, like we didn't know that would happen in the movie. They could have, they could have, because Rasputin gets killed by the public of Russia. They like take him out and you know kill him, leave him out, leave him on an iceberg. In yeah, that's true. In history, like so. Yeah, yeah. That's how true. how do we know what they would have done with him in this movie? Yeah. So give you two points for that. Orlando realizes at this point because he gets saved by Conrad. You know, Conrad mm-hmm. shoots Rasputin. That guns can be good, so he changes his whole moral code. His at whole this mantra, point. yeah. Yeah. It's actually Polly who shoots Rasputin in the actual movie. Yeah, but which is funny because Conrad does save Orlando. That's right, yeah. In this point in the movie with Rasputin, so you're on the right track Because he's being there. drowned in the icy water yeah. by Rasputin. Yeah. And Conrad bursts in. So you got the you got kind of the, I guess, the, the tone of that scene, right? Yeah. Now, they go back to England. Conrad is now officially a Kingsman, Kingsman. Mm-hmm. And they decide well to- done. They decide to make the umbrella gun because it's Conrad's idea. I give you half a point because- not at the end of the movie, because Conrad's not around for that long. Yep. He does get, uh, you know- He does he become a Kingsman. He does man. become a Kingsman. And if we replace him with another character or several other characters, the Kingsman become an official organization. Yeah, that's and everyone right. gets their own special name. So, I'll give you half a point because you're on the right track. Fair right? enough. Now, you said the bald guy, the Scottish bald guy, would never be revealed. Mm. Um, he would just kind of be left as a as a tease for future movies. Yeah, maybe they should have done that. And we see at the end of the movie that he has bigger plans. And this is where you speculate that he might introduce a young Adolf Hitler into yep. the room, which I give you points for because that is what happens in a post credit scene. Yep. Now, in the actual movie, we do see the bald guy. He actually turns out to be a character that's established. Yep. Or, uh, when, when, I, when the reveal happened, I was just like, who? who? Yeah. <laughs> but uh, So, he's Matthew Good. Yes. Who played Ozymandias in Watchmen. Oh, did he? Yeah, that's right. Oh, I didn't so put that two together. when Matty D was going in the movie, I said, if you've seen Watchmen, you know who the bad guy is. And obviously that went over your head because when he's introduced at the start of the movie, Matthew Good's character, I can't remember the character's name, he works alongside Charles Dance. Yeah. Who was Kitchener. Uh, he's like a soldier. I was just like, oh, it's Ozymandias. And then when he gets killed off, I'm like, oh, hang on. Ozymandias is going to be the bad guy at the end of the movie, isn't he? Because <laughs> why introduce him? You guessed it. To have him not be there for the rest of the movie. Like, that kind of seems like a waste of time. So, when they had him at the end, I was like, this is just the plot of Watchmen now. <laughs> he completely blended in the background for me. So, I was surprised yeah. to see him. But Well, um, you probably didn't recognize him with that mustache. Yeah. yeah. And the, the really heavy Scottish accent. <laughs> I thought it was the guy from- uh, I thought it was the actor I also from, recognized um, his voice as well when he was the Scottish man. Oh, did you? Because I saw Matthew Good and I'm like, oh, that's Matthew Good doing a Scottish accent. Because I thought it was uh, Bigby from- Whoever that actor is from um, Train Spotting, I was like, "Oh, is oh, it Begbie?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, "Oh, is that that actor? Sounds like him." But yes, uh, in the actual movie, we do get to see the big bad guy, and the di- and the big bad guy does get defeated at the end. Yeah, so not not quite on the money there. Now, the last thing you talk about is when Kingsman is established as an organization. You thought that uh, Stanley Tucci would be introduced as Merlin. Uh, the promotional mm. material misled you in that front. Yeah. But uh, you said that Merlin would be the gadget person, which is true. Merlin does become the gadget person. But unfortunately, I didn't give you any points for that because- That's fine. There's no inclination that 
that's his role. All right, let's talk about this. Because I laughed my ass off at the end of the movie when they revealed this. So they're giving everybody their roles at the very end. So when they finally form the Kingsman, Orlando sits everybody down and goes, I'm going to be Arthur and you're going to be such and such, whoever, Lancelot. And then they bring in Jarvan Honsu, yep. who has no affiliation with making gadgets or being like the Q character whatsoever. He's probably the most competent agent they have next to Polly. Yep. And then it was like, and you're going to be Merlin. <laughs> he looks like he looks disappointed. He's just like, why? I can't make gadgets. Because his son called him Merlin That's like right. years ago. So, But it doesn't make any sense given no. the information we get from other movies. No, no it doesn't. I, so it was just silly. It's a fresh organization. They don't know what their roles are. They have to define their roles. You know, yeah. it's like when a, it's like a startup, you know, people are just like, well, what's the, what's the Merlin role? I guess I can do this, you know? It was nonsense. A lot of jumping back and forth because the movie was so different to your prediction yeah, right. and I'm not casting any aspersions there because I feel like mine is the same. There was bits and pieces that you kind of got close-ish, but with that being said, Kieran, you got ten and a half points. Ten and a half points? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> that is my worst prediction that I've ever done. <laughs> I cannot believe that. I'm not happy with that at all, Matty D. No. And, uh, well, we should go into Let's hear what how you I said. did. And it's, I find it interesting that I got such a low score because I would argue, listening to both to our plots back to back, I would argue that I had more elements that were actually in the movie compared to you. That's what I thought. So, so I would have thought I would have got less than ten and a half. We'll find out. <laughs> we'll find out right now. You can probably tell from the tone of my voice that you did got a little <laughs> bit more than that, but still. So one of the things you said straight away, and I think this is very important to point out, is mm. that you said you were pretty confident with the direction that your plot was going in. Oh, man. Well, what did I say about my plot? Uh, you weren't too terribly I confident. I said I had no idea yeah. at all. And yeah. I said I just threw some things together from the trailer and then I called it a day. You were like, I'm fairly confident that what <laughs> I have here is what the movie's going to be. Fake it till you make it. That was sure. my mentality going in. I was like, sure. I'll have enough confidence that it'll be right. No, I don't think that happened, but... So you said that the movie would start with a cold open, so it's wrong straight away because Dang. as we've discussed, it starts with a flashback with young Conrad, a younger mm. Duke of Oxford, and his wife, as is standard with every single movie <laughs> released now. I don't think The Matrix did it, but yeah, we can talk about that in the future. That was part of the reshoots that they did. They introduced the flashback scene yes. at the start. Disney was like, oh, you got to do this. <laughs> Where's the child scene? Yeah, exactly. So you said that we'll see a high somewhere in England where this evil group known as the Red Hand steal a vault full of gold. I forgot I said this. Now, this doesn't happen at all. And you said you saw this in the trailer. So I went back and watched the trailer. I'm like, there is a scene where we do see a vault full of gold in the trailer. There's no indication whatsoever that there's any kind of heist, though. So, eh. Obviously, you don't get any. (laughs) Nothing like that happened in the movie. In the actual movie, we do not see this vault or the gold at all. Yeah. It's not in there at all. It's definitely in the trailer. It's not in the movie at all. Yeah. So, I was completely misled by that scene, which was a huge part of my, like, opening. Yes. You said that the movie takes place in the closing days of World War One. That's nah, stupid. Now, that's not accurate at all, because it takes place before, during, and just after World War One. Yep. So, yeah, not in the dying days of World War One. Very much at the start of World War One. Mm. You said that we'll cut to the trenches of World War One, where we're introduced to Conrad, who is a competent soldier. Gave you half a point for that because Conrad is a soldier at some point and he does go to the trenches at some point. But, you know, I'm being as generous as possible. It's very nice. It does happen in the movie, so I have to give you half a point for it. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, it's more in the middle of the movie where he goes to war. That's right. So, he's not established in the actual movie. He's not established as a soldier and he's certainly not established as a competent soldier. Yeah. You said that Conrad is friends with a Scottish soldier called Tristan. I gave you half a point for that because... 
In the movie, Conrad does swap places with a Scottish soldier called Archie, who ends up becoming Lancelot at the end of the movie during his time as a soldier. So the fact that he meets a Scottish soldier while he's a soldier himself and they swap places and have this connection... That's close enough to having a friend who's Scottish in the war. <laughs> I think I read that in the cast list. He might have been. It might have been a Tristan credited. Maybe I put that two and two. Yeah, together. maybe I couldn't find anything. Looking back over mm-hmm. the research, you said that Conrad and his friend are sent out into no man's land. I gave you a point for that because we do see that in the trailer. And you said that they fight a group of Germans wearing gas masks, and I gave you a point for that as well because we saw that again in the trailer. Yeah, that does happen in the movie. There doesn't really seem to be a reason for it in the movie, but it does happen. Because they're bad guys. You can't have them have faces, right? Yeah. You can't- I think they were just ripping off Hellboy because they did the same <laughs> thing in Hellboy. It's the Stormtrooper rule. It's, you know, less yeah. human. Yeah. And I didn't even include it in my plot. So, congratulations to you there. Thanks. You said that Conrad's friend gets hit by shrapnel and breaks both of his legs. That does not happen at all in the movie. In fact, he doesn't have a friend in the uh, trenches. Uh, There's he- the spy, but the spy- he Loses I think- his leg. He Yeah, the spy loses one of his legs. Although, you pointed out- in the trailer, he had two legs, which is true. In the trailer, he did have two legs. <laughs> Damn it! And you said one of his legs, so his legs will be intact, but maybe some shrapnel will get stuck in yeah, one. Yeah, right. So you specifically said that he's not going to lose a leg, so I can't give you any points Again, there. Again, the trailer fucked me. Yeah, that's right. You said that all of the other soldiers returned to the trench, leaving Conrad and his friend behind. Nope, all the other soldiers are killed. <laughs> you said that Conrad is a real hero and carries his friend back to safety to the trenches. I gave you half a point for that because, as we mentioned, Conrad carries the British spy back to the trenches. Mm, as like a hero. That's right. Does he die? Does the, the spy die before they get back to the trenches? Uh, what happens is they're, he's carrying the spy to the trench. Oh, that's right. There's and they're an hit explosion. with a claymore. Yeah. That's right. And then, and then they get blasted into the trench and, it, and uh, the spy takes most of the brunt of that that's and dies. That's right. Yeah, that's right. You said that Conrad survives the war and is summoned to Buckingham Palace. <laughs> First of all, he doesn't survive the war. He is no. killed in the trenches by his own side. Spoilers. And he's never summoned to Buckingham Palace at all in the movie. Nope. So you thought that the Duke of Oxford's house or Lando's house was Buckingham Palace from the trailers. <laughs> yes. Which is interesting because it doesn't look like Buckingham no. Palace at all. <laughs> but he, that's what... Here's my thinking, like, these kind of movies are just kind of, you know, they, they take a known location and it's just like, oh, Buckingham Palace. Yeah, that's what that. they would do in a Kingsman movie, maybe. Yes. So that's why Not I thought this that. this movie. No. You said that at Buckingham Palace, Conrad meets Charles Dance's character, who is a duke. Now, I'll give you half a point for that because, you know, he does meet Charles Dance's character, but he plays Earl Herbert Kitchener. So, you get half a point just for saying that they met. Yeah, and he's like a political- everything else you said wasn't accurate yeah, at all. He's like a political, military He's the guy. leader of the British war effort. Yeah. So he a, a works- real guy, I believe, yeah, as well. Yeah, I told you he was Earl Herbert Kitchener, yeah. who was the leader of the British war effort yeah. during World War One. There you go. I did my research. You said that Orlando, who is the Duke of Oxford, arrives at Buckingham Palace in a plane at this point. I give you half a point because <laughs> everything you said was nonsense except for the fact that he, he does fly planes as a hobby. He does? So, yeah, I gave you half a point because he does fly a plane. Okay. There you go. <laughs> he flies a plane. You said that Orlando is known by the codename Arthur. You get two points for that. Hey. Well done. One of the only <laughs> times, probably the only time you get two points in your whole prediction because by the end of the movie, as we've discussed, Orlando decides to make himself Arthur when they finally form the Kingsman organization. And what's interesting is Charles Dance is credited as Arthur. That's true. And I went against the grain and said Ray Fiennes was Arthur. Yeah. So that was a huge risk on my part. Which, yeah, it turns out, it paid off for you. I didn't think it would, but it did. You said that Orlando... Oh, that reminds me. I was in the cinema when that bit came up. And he says, I will be called Arthur. I went, fuck. <laughs> Matty D. I, I knew they were going to do that. I knew they were going to do that, even though the promotional material said otherwise. Right. 
You said that Orlando explains to Kitchener that he has created an organization called the Kingsmen, even though later in the plot you said that Kitchener is the one who created the Kitchmen. <laughs> the Kingsmen, that is. So I gave you half a point because the this organization is created at the end of the movie and Ray Fiennes did create it himself. So yeah, you get half a point. Okay. He does create it, but it's not at this stage in the movie. No. He just has an underground organization of maids who listen <laughs> in and take photographs with teapots at this point. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. I don't know how he has the influence to like have maids from different countries reporting to him. Yeah, who knows? They never explain that. You said that they want Conrad to join the Kingsmen due to his bravery in the war. Now, they actually want him to join their underground network to avoid fighting in the war altogether. So, mm. that's not right at all. And also because, you know, he he's shown his character as well. But yeah, to your point, not-, not How as- did he show his character? Uh, well, what happened before- Something happened before where he was really valiant and really noble and they were like, you're ready to join our organization now. Oh, uh, was it because he hit the bomb with the cane during the yes. like the driving scene? That's right, yeah. The assassination attempt. Yeah, that must have been it. You said that the Kingsmen need to investigate the theft of money. It's now money, not gold anymore. The theft <laughs> of money stolen from the vault at the beginning of the movie. Uh, that's not true at all, of course. You said that Conrad has a training sequence. Exactly what I said too. He has a training sequence in which he learns to knife fight with Shola. Gave you half a point because there's no training sequence, but he does practice mm. knife fighting with Shola briefly. It's the scene we see in the trailer. That's right. But I couldn't give you a full point no. because it's not part of his training. No, no way. They just seem to do it for shits and giggles. Yeah. And then Orlando comes in and is just like, you know, our enemies use guns. <laughs> I don't, according to Kira's plot, <laughs> but our enemies do. You said that we see a lot of the same training as we did from the previous movies. Uh, nope. That's no, not the case at all because at all. this movie is not like the previous movies at all. No. You said that we'll see that the Kingsman headquarters are underneath the Kingsman tailor shop. Good guess. Half a point. At the end of the movie, they do establish that the Kingsman headquarters are in the tailor shop. But throughout most of the movie, yeah, they're not there. It's in We've discussed it already. Room, yeah. We've discussed it already. So, you said we'll meet the team, including Stanley Tucci, who plays Merlin. Man, were we misled. That was thanks to the promotional material. But no, Stanley Tucci does not play Merlin. Tucci barely did anything in this movie. He might as well not have been there at yeah. all. You said- <laughs> He steps in to go, what the hell's going on after Orlando strangles Matahari to death with a with a <laughs> scarf? A scarf that can only come from one location in Scotland. <laughs> That's right. You said that they all decide to go to an Eastern European country to meet an informant. Maybe Budapest? Maybe. <laughs> That's not the case at all, though. You said that Orlando gives Conrad a parachute, but when he needs to use it, Conrad, that is, it all goes wrong, but he survives by the skin of his teeth. Now, I'm not giving you any points for that whatsoever. Uh, do they because travel- Conrad is not the person in the trailer with the parachute. <laughs> no. He's clearly not given the parachute in the trailer, and it's clearly Ray Fiennes in the plane in the trailer. Can I Can I appeal? No. Um, <laughs> they do go to an Eastern European country, right, for the um, for the assassin, right? They go They go meet him for information. What country was that in? If you can tell me what country it is, oh, I'll I give you I can't half remember a point. what country it was in. Too I thought bad. it was Eastern European. So sad. It anyway, could be. But yeah, I, I don't know why I thought it was Conrad. I watched the trailer after our episode and I was like, fuck, <laughs> why did I say Conrad? Guess to make him do something, you know? Yeah. <laughs> you said that Tom Hollander's character plays a secret agent who disguises himself as different people in different countries. And he tells the, so he's the informant and he tells the Kingsman that the stolen money was given to Rasputin. Mm. Why? We'll find out in the future. You but said the same thing, by the way. I didn't say anything about stolen money, but yeah, I, I said that, oh, it's, I thought that Tom Hollander yep. was a different person disguised initially, but that I said, no, but he's actually going to be three separate yeah. characters. Why don't I get points for that? Yeah, you deserve a point, so I'll put you up to 11. Okay, there we go. And a half. Okay, there we go. Very nice. 
he is playing three separate people. They're cousins in the actual movie. Yep. So what is he? He's Kaiser Wilhelm II. He's Nicholas. Nicholas Flamel. Nicholas III, whatever his name is. <laughs> and he's also King George. Is he King George? Yes. Okay, yep. So he plays those three cousins. Apparently, they were cousins in real life. Yeah, they were. Which, if I knew that, I probably would have been more accurate in my plot. And you would have too. Mm. Oh, well. We should have studied our I World War I history. I don't think their relationship was the way the movie presented it. Like, no, as of course like- not. They weren't squabbling children <laughs> who grew into squabbling adults. <laughs> so, you said that the Red Hand, so they're the evil organization. You said that the Red Hand finds the good guys and fires at them with a machine gun, but they survive the attack. Gave you half a point for that because the bad guys do shoot at our heroes with a machine gun at the end of the movie. That's as close as possible to that happening. It's very generous, Karen. It's not related to the scene that you were describing, which also doesn't happen in the movie. <laughs> Oh, dear. You said that our heroes go undercover into Russia to find Rasputin, and Orlando uses his Duke title to gain access to Rasputin's party. I'll give you a point for that, because that basically happens, but that's all in the trailer. But it was a pretty good guess mm-hmm. as far as the Orlando thing is concerned. But in the actual movie, I think they're going as other people. I think they're going with fake titles. Oh, are the, they? In the actual movie, oh, from okay. memory. I thought the Duke was still the Duke, but the other two were... I think... Someone they knew had an invitation, so right. they went as those people who had uh, an invitation. Okay. Again, I could be wrong, but still, you, you got a point because that was in the trailer. Now, here we go. A big point of contention here. You said that Rasputin will enter to, quote, a jazzed up version of Boney M's Rasputin. I don't know why Boney M's Rasputin needs to be any more jazzed up than it is, <laughs> but this doesn't happen no. at all, no. proving that the people who made this movie, it was, was it Matthew Vaughan? Yes, it was had no idea what he was doing when he made this movie because that was a massive opportunity handed to him on a silver platter and he did not do it. And it seems to fit so well with like yes. a Kingsman movie. I was so yes. shocked that that was my big guess for this prediction. Yes, it so was. The fact that it didn't happen. And I was like, that's <laughs> such a good guess. But it didn't happen in the movie and I am so mad because of it. But well, I- I'm mad because I got it wrong. But what they ended up doing was jazzed up Russian dance music, right? Yeah, that's right. So when Rasputin is fighting, he's like leaping and dancing <laughs> and like a, a whirling dervish. And <laughs> it's not the same. It's not the same as having Boney M's Rasputin. Oh, well. It would have been a better movie if they did that. But Was they that did not in do some it. of the later trailers? Am I misremembering? They did do a music video with Rasputin dancing to Boney M just before the movie came out. Yes. Leading me to believe that that was going to be in the movie. So I was all excited Close. for you. Yeah. But no. They were really trying to sell the movie just before it came out. They were really trying to sell the movie like it was going to be more fun than it was. So that was part of the promotional material. Anyway, back to your plot. You said that there will be a lot of suggestions towards Rasputin's sexual escapades. I gave you a point and a half for that because there certainly is. There definitely is. And you said that Orlando... The reason I didn't give you two points is because we knew that about Rasputin already. Yeah. And in the trailer, we see that he's got a woman on each arm. In one of the trailers, we didn't see this trailer, though. In one of the trailers, he says, and I've mentioned this on a previous episode, I only talk business when my balls are empty or my stomach's full. (laughs) So, yeah. You said that Orlando and Conrad go down to Rasputin's attic, where they find a room full of people making poison. So, (laughs) I like that even two years ago, you didn't know the difference between a basement and an attic, (laughs) which is is great, because that's the Matty D character. Yeah. But he doesn't, there's no, first of all, it's not Rasputin's house. This isn't Rasputin's mansion at all. I know I said the same thing, but Rasputin, you know, does he look like the kind of guy who lives in a mansion like this? No, he lives in, he lives in the Tsar's, you know, palace. He's a monk. He's a monk, yeah. I believe he used to stay at like pretty much whorehouses and just hang out there. But yeah, he never had a house of his own. No, and this big mansion they're in does not have a basement with a whole bunch of Germans making <laughs> gas. No. Poison, sorry, poison. My plot was gas, your plot was poison. Yeah, both were wrong. Both weren't in the movie. 
You said that our heroes have a sword fight with Rasputin. Gave you a point for that because it happens, but it was in the trailer. Rasputin is never mentioned again in your plot. Yeah. Just like the movie, I guess. You could have said that he, they killed him. You could have said that he was poisoned. Oh, I didn't you could say have this. said that he died. But no, he's never, ever mentioned again in your plot. Well, you do mention him offhandedly, but you just mentioned the previous events. Yeah. So I- you didn't even say what the result of the sword fight was. You were just like, oh, they have a sword fight. Clang, clang, clang. Cut to the next scene. <laughs> I, I don't think, in my mind, I, w- I wasn't thinking they would kill Rasputin because I didn't think they would. Oh, because Rasputin isn't famous for dying in real life. <laughs> Why would you think that? Well, they'd have him around later on, but I guess in my head, they would have won that sword fight, but maybe I forgot to mention that. Yeah, uh. you, you completely forgot to mention it because the next thing you said was our heroes sneak into the bad guys meeting where they overhear that they're pulling the strings from behind the scenes. Give you half a point for that because at the end of the movie, Orlando does find where the bad guys' headquarters are in Scotland and they go in there, but there's no meeting happening. He doesn't overhear anything. Uh, we see the meeting in the movie, but no one overhears it. That's right. That's right. Or several meetings. But that's also in the trailer as well. Yeah. But you just presume that Orlando is just hiding nearby, like <laughs> with his hand behind his ear. With a glass, like, you know. Up against the wall. Up against the wall. No, that doesn't happen in the movie. You said that the main villain is Stanley Tucci's Merlin, who has betrayed the Kingsman at this point. I mean, the betrayal aspect is a good guess. He's not from the Kingsman. He's not Merlin. No. But the villain is not Stanley Tucci's Merlin. The only reason you thought that is because he's bald. Yeah. You said that Orlando, he finds this out and he travels all the way back to England just to tell Charles <laughs> that Merlin is the bad guy. Now, here we go. I really enjoy this part of your <laughs> Yeah, book. yeah, yeah. Go for you it. You said that while driving to Buckingham Palace, so Orlando's behind the wheel of his car, <laughs> desperately trying to drive back to Buckingham Palace. He gets into a traffic jam with returning soldiers. So, returning soldiers are taking up the <laughs> beep, street. Beep, hurry up. <laughs> and so, he's stuck behind them. And then you said, a child. A child appears and throws a bomb <laughs> at Orlando's car, blowing Orlando's car up. Now, first of all, I gave you half a point for that. <laughs> what? Okay, why? Because a bomb is thrown. Yes. And a car is blown up. Yeah. <laughs> but aside you. from that, everything you said was so wrong. <laughs> first of all, there's no traffic jam. So, in the actual movie, Orlando and Conrad are traveling with... Franz Ferdinand in a in a convoy of cars. Yeah, and there's a parade of people like applauding. There's people businesses. applauding Franz Ferdinand. Yes. And <laughs> the man who th- I can't remember the the real life figure's name, but the man who assassinated Franz Ferdinand is the there. Serbian guy. Yeah. He throws a bomb, but it is deflected by Conrad, and it blows up the car that's traveling behind yes. them. This happened in real life, by the way. It wasn't yes. Conrad in real life, no. obviously. But some guy did see them throw a bomb and then whack it, and then the car behind them got blown up. So I found that was, you know, weirdly close Surprising, to the actual yeah. events. And the whole assassination attempt was accurate to real life as well. But of course, we didn't know that. You thought it was a child throwing the bomb, which I find very amusing in retrospect. Because in the trailer, it's clearly a man. He even has a five <laughs> o'clock shadow. And you're like, oh, child. <laughs> oh dear. And there's also no reason for the child to be throwing a bomb. Like, you don't the have a reason. The bad guys are like indoctrinating kids. They're so evil. And Look, I'm just trying to shoehorn scenes in the trailer. Let's not forget that you said that... <laughs> car that Orlando is driving blows up, yet Orlando survives. So I'm imagining like he comes out all blackened with his hair standing up on end and goes, come back here, you child. You said that Orlando chases the child on foot, but the child gets away. Mm -hmm. Of course, that doesn't happen at all in the movie. You said that at Buckingham Palace, it is revealed. So (laughs) Orlando had to run all the way there. He's huffing and puffing. He's just like, oh, I just drove all the way from, uh, from, where was it? Russia, Germany? Uh, well, they left Rasputin in Russia, I guess, so it would have been Russia. Wherever they were, you didn't say where they were, but he had to travel all the way back to England just to tell Charles Dance in person (laughs) that Merlin had betrayed them. But 
To his dismay, it is revealed that Charles Dance is the even bigger mastermind. <laughs> so we thought Stanley Tucci was the mastermind, but Charles Dance was the, the bigger mastermind because we thought at this point that if Charles Dance is in a movie, he's he got to be the bad the guy. Villain. Yep. He's not the villain, and he's also dead at this point in the actual movie. You said that Charles Dance... Okay, I really enjoy this aspect. <laughs> okay. Yeah. You said that Charles Dance's plan was to steal money from the vault. It was gold originally, but now yes. it's money. You said to steal money, to pay Rasputin, to make a poison... That will create super soldiers <laughs> in order to keep World War One going. So, to make more money, presumably, yeah. from the machine of war. In all these movies- Super soldiers. The bad guys are always profiting off war. That's a trend that seems to be the way yeah. it goes. They always want not in this. They're not in the actual movie. Well, in the actual movie, yeah, they want to- Oh, that's true. Create- well, no, no. The villain's plot in the actual movie was that he was Scottish and he didn't like the English, so he wanted the England to be destroyed. Yeah. So he wasn't profiting off it, but he might have been. Well, but I his whole was thing like, was he hated the British and wanted to see them well, go down. Well, he was down. trying to control the world through warfare, right? Well, That's, he specifically that- said it was revenge against England. Yeah, so well. that was the main takeaway I got. Okay. I think that was part of it, but I think he was also controlling the world through war. But Yeah, but he was specifically <laughs> stopping I- America from joining the war and Russia from joining the war. Yes. So that England would be decimated. By Germany, yeah. That's right. So that was the so that's not too like that's not a much more sensible plan than what you said, but <laughs> you did say that there would be super soldiers and then there the, is okay, not. and this is where it really takes a turn. You said that, even though that you said earlier on that Orlando said that he created the Kingsman, you said that Charles Dance says that he created the Kingsman with the sole purpose of reclaiming the money they stole back from Rasputin. So they're giving Rasputin money to make the poison. Rasputin makes the poison, poison that makes super soldiers for some yep. reason. And then he's just like, I'm going to create the Kingsmen. They're going to come in, take the money back. And so it's like, no harm, no foul. We've got our money back that we stole in the first place. So it's not like they're losing the money. Well, they paid Rasputin. So Rasputin would have the money, but the Kingsmen would steal the money back. Yeah. And so what? They get their their super soldier serum and the stolen money at the same time. And the whole reason that Rasputin was involved at all was to make it look like Rasputin was the mastermind behind the whole thing in your plot. In my plot. Yep. Now that is nonsense. (laughs) Now, you said that a huge fight happens that spills out onto the streets of London. Look at you go, standard Matty mm. B plot involving a tank. Remember that bit in the movie? Oh, yeah, the tank. Yeah, it doesn't no happen at all. No tank at all. You said that the good guys win somehow. You didn't explain how. You just said the good guys win. <laughs> and you said, then we cut to Colin Firth looking at a picture of the original <laughs> Kingsman wishing he lived in those glory days. Now, an issue that I have with that straight away is why would the Kingsman continue to be an organization if the sole purpose that they were created was to get money back from Rasputin? So the, the bad guys made the Kingsman in your plot. Yes. And then after that, the Kingsman are just like, well, I guess we had a good thing going, even though everything we were doing was a lie. Let's continue this organization. And Colin Firth was like, man, <laughs> back I wish days. I lived in those days where nothing made sense. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> to defend my plot, I guess uh, I guess Charles Dance was using the Kingsman for nefarious reasons. But the, the Kingsman, once they got rid of the, the poison, literally and figuratively, out of their organization, they decided, you know what? We can continue, you know, doing good things. We can make sure this never happens again. Yeah. Doesn't okay. happen in the movie, so it doesn't no, matter. And we don't see Colin Firth. No, we don't. Nothing like that happens, so I don't give you any points. Nope. So, altogether, if you count up everything that you said, this gives you a total of, and this is still a sour point for me. <laughs> 12 points, <laughs> meaning that you're half a point ahead of me, even though almost everything you said was wrong. Like I said, I feel like- Must not have been terribly wrong if I got 12 points. I feel like some of the stuff that I said actually happened in the movie. Yeah. Whereas a lot of the stuff you said didn't happen in the movie and was complete fiction. I had a completely different movie. But maybe I was just being too generous in just giving you half a point where I'm like, well, I guess that happened in the movie. 
I guess there were things that you saw in the movie that happened in my prediction, even though yeah. the context was completely yeah. wrong. Yeah, okay. So, quite like me, this is your worst plot prediction you've ever done. <laughs> yes, it was terrible. I'm still slightly annoyed that you still got <laughs> half a point more than me. So, that means we're just as bad as each other, <laughs> which is very disappointing. But, yeah, from the promotional material and the direction that the movie went in, I'm not surprised at all that we didn't do a good job. Because we were screwed. Yeah, we, we were, screwed. were screwed. I think this is not a failure on our part. It's a failure on the information we got. Because it's a failure on the movie's part. Firstly, the promotional material, the trailer, and the casting list, and any information we got about it was wrong. That's right. And secondly, we were basing our predictions off an already established universe That's right. tone and genre, which the this movie, movie didn't follow. was not. So, we were completely misled. So, given that this movie didn't feel like a Kingsman movie- wasn't really a Kingsman movie, aside no. from the ending scene. They weren't even the Kingsman in the movie. That's the that's the most hilarious thing about it. So, given that we didn't get a Kingsman movie, Matty D, what were your thoughts on the movie that we got? <laughs> um, I know your feelings about this movie. I didn't mind it. <laughs> Did I not predict that? I didn't that? mind it. I, I came out of this, the movies and was just like, man, I bet Matty D's going to like this movie. <laughs> I could just tell from watching it. I'm like, this pushes all the buttons. It's very mediocre. This pushes all the buttons <laughs> it's from, to meet Maddie D's requirements. Yeah, I, I definitely it wasn't the movie I was expecting, and I wasn't looking forward to watching it. And so I kind of walked in begrudgingly. And when it started, I was like, oh, this this looks like it's going to be shit. But um, you know what? I kind of enjoyed the whole evil, you know, sinister six kind of group. And it was like right. that's very over the top, and they're all like, you know. And I, and I enjoyed the fact that, like, when I was in high school, when I was in university, I studied World War One, and I studied Wilfred Owens, actually, as well. So, I, like, there was a lot of little things coming up that I was like, oh, I know the context behind this. Mm. Wish I implemented that with my prediction. But right. it was kind of like watching, uh, you know, you know the history, but it's kind of like a, a an over-the-top version of, of, that, of those stories where it was kind of, like, played for cinematic effects. So, I had a little over bit- Over the of- top, you say? It wasn't th- as over the top as Kingsman movie usually is, and how absolutely. I thought it would be. But I think it could have been way more over the top than it was. Yeah, it could have. But been. I get it. I'll get into my opinions when you're done. It could have been. It could have been. Um, so I enjoyed like aspects of this movie. I was having a fun enough time. Um, it sounds like your Eternals review. <laughs> <laughs> so I enjoyed it. I thought it was. I thought it was cool. I like. I like. The, you thought it was cool. The globe trotting aspect of it. There were a few characters I found like annoying. Oh, yeah. You wanted to talk about Polly. Polly was so fucking annoying. Yes. Oh really my. badly written character, mind yes. you. It was just like, oh, we've got a woman character in there and it's a spy movie, so she has to be able to do everything better than everybody else. Mm. Is she in love with Orlando? I is, have no idea. Is that what they're trying to tell us I there? I don't know. I, it, that was so unclear. Oh, the fact that uh, Conrad got shot, that really shocked me. I was like, yeah, that took some balls to do, I thought. Yeah. Yeah, that was you definitely know? shocking, but I was just like, and it, why? And it really didn't shy away from the fact that, like, war is not a good thing, you know? Sure, yeah. I I've mean, seen it, that done in a million I movies know, before, though. I know, but usually though. with this kind of movie, it's like, oh, war's bad, but as long as the good guys are doing the war, then it's okay. But in this no, that time- that is what we got. That is the, what they told us. He got shot by his own soldier. By his own- sh- sorry, Shot sorry. by his own soldier. Shot, shot by his own soldier. Like, by, like a, he was pretending to be shot, the Scottish. Yeah. yeah, he was shot by his own people. So, like- yeah, it wasn't for like a you- stupid reason. Yeah, it was for a stupid reason, but it was for like a legitimate reason, you know? I guess so. He kind of put himself in that situation to be killed. Uh, yeah. It was a stupid reason that he went to war and swapped places with someone in the mm. first But That was a stupid idea. Don't know why he thought that that would work out. Yeah. So, when you watch this movie, for me, when you watch this- Because the second movie was so bad, Kieran. I can't get over how okay. bad I didn't the second see the movie second movie. Was. So, the, 
you take away the fact that this is a Kingsman title and just like watch it for just a movie, it's okay. It's got. But we nothing- are looking at it as a Kingsman title. That's I know. The thing. I know. It's got nothing to do with the Kingsman. Like it's a completely different animal. It's different tonally. Like. The Kingsman is so over the top and so espionage-esque and stuff like that, but this movie had none of that. But I still had fun watching it. Okay, fair enough. That's completely fine to have that opinion. I think you're probably one of the only people in the world who has that opinion. Mm. Because on the other hand, on the flip side, I went in thinking this movie was going to be a Kingsman movie. I was expecting a certain type of humour. I was expecting a certain type of action. There's no real humour, right? No, it wasn't fun Mm. or funny at all. Which, from the trailers, from the promotional materials, having seen the other... Well, at least the first Kingsman movie, I had a tone in mind going into the movie, which they did not deliver at all. I feel like they completely lied in the promotional material. I don't know if they've reshot the movie to take a lot of the humor out, but the movie that I wanted, the movie that I was expecting was not the movie they gave us. They gave us what was largely a drama with very few jokes. So it was pretty much a slightly inaccurate retelling of World War One. Yeah. I hate war movies, so I automatically am going to ding it for being a war movie. The one scene that felt like it was a Kingsman movie was the Rasputin scene. Yeah. So, during the scene when Rasputin is, like, licking Orlando's leg wound, I had, like, a smile on my face. I wasn't laughing, but I did have a smile on my face, and I was like, oh, finally I'm getting the movie that I was promised. And Conrad and Shola are outside listening and thinking he's having sex, but he's just having his leg wound licked. That was a funny scene, but where was that in the rest of the movie? It should have been the whole movie, and it would have been way more entertaining Instead, we got all the most cliche stuff you could imagine, and they didn't even give us a good spy adventure at the end of the day, in nah, my opinion. not really. If I wanted to go in expecting like a James Bond knockoff movie, they did not give us that at all. No, no, not at all. And that was the only thing, the only thing that I was holding on to <laughs> in this fucking franchise was that it slightly references James yeah. Bond. Uh, nothing like it. Nothing like that at all. Nothing so, it like wasn't it. the movie that I wanted. It wasn't the movie that they promised. So, it's a complete failure, in my opinion, in that regard. And Raspian really stood out, hey, because he... He was in a different movie. Yeah. He was in a Matthew Vaughn movie. He was like, he was very over the top and very like, um, you know, like a caricature, how you would expect characters in The Kingsman to yes. be. Yes. But there are other characters that were really played straight, like Ray Fiennes played his character very straight and yeah. then you compare it with- And Polly was just awful. Well, Polly, Polly was kind of very cartoonish as well. Yeah. But not like not done in an interesting way, just mm. done in a very lazy way. Now, I did like Jaimon Honsu. I thought Jaimon Honsu was kick-ass in this movie. Him he flipping didn't do around. Anything. Yeah, I know he didn't do anything, but I like Jaimon Honsu. Right. And the fact that he, you know, he runs around with a sword, that's kind of cool in my book. I, I guess so. When he ran up and, and killed those people who were firing the machine gun, I was like, yeah, in my seat. But mm. <laughs> I was trying to cling on to anything in the movie Manny D to right. enjoy because I did not enjoy this movie at all. Uh, I did not have a good time watching it. I found it, yeah, I found it very slow. I didn't find it, was it a fun long or movie. funny. And it was way too long. As I said at the start of the episode, it was half an hour too long. So, I wouldn't recommend people watch this movie, especially if you're a fan of the Kingsman movie. Uh, I, I'm glad that we have these two differing, like, viewpoints, because, okay, would you recommend people watch the uh, movie? Yes, yes, I would recommend people what watch for? this movie, but in the caveat of, if you're a fan of the Kingsman movie, you're not going to get that from this movie, so don't expect it. And I wouldn't go out of my way to watch this movie. It wouldn't be something I'd be like, go out and watch this movie, great movie. So, if this movie didn't have so- Kingsman stamped onto it, you wouldn't have watched it all, right? Uh, well, I watched it for the show, right? Sure. And to well, be, we wouldn't have covered it to if be, it didn't have that yeah, title. To be honest, I, I after the second movie, I was over the Kingsman, so I probably wouldn't have watched it by itself. Sure. Okay. But if if it didn't have the Kingsman title, I definitely wouldn't have any interest in watching a World War One. What is this? A World War One um, piece of crap? <laughs> parody, is what I would parody. call it. To be honest, parody. Ma- parody. Do. You know why I think my experience was good, Kieran? Because 
I got a ticket and I got my medium popcorn and I got a drink pretty much for free, I think. I oh, got, wow. I, I redeemed a voucher. So, maybe so you went in happy. Well, I went in and I had this. I had a voucher for, for a movie ticket and the guy was just like, you know what? The movie ticket's $23. This voucher is for $25, but we got a deal where you can have your ticket and you can have a medium popcorn and you know how I feel about popcorn and you mm. get a lot and you get a, like a drink as well, free of charge. I was like, shit, fuck yeah. So I didn't Man, spend that a, would make the movie for me too. <laughs> I didn't spend a cent on that movie. So maybe I was just going in with like, yeah. <laughs> Well, I, uh, to be honest, I didn't have a lot of strong feelings toward this movie either way, which again is a not a not a, a good thing in my in my opinion. Mm. So the fact that I sort of walked out and I was just like, well, I didn't enjoy the movie, but I didn't hate the movie. Yeah, that still makes it a failure in my books because I'm just going to forget about it. <laughs> I'm going to forget about it in like two weeks. The rest of the world will probably yes. Do. Well, no one's seeing this movie. You saw how much it made in the box office. Yeah. No one's seeing this movie. No one cares about this movie. I think so. this movie is perfect if you have time to kill and when it gets released on- Well, it won't be released on Netflix, but it'll probably be released on Disney+. Plus. Maybe, yeah. Um, if you have some time to kill, if you want to put on something that doesn't require a lot of thought, uh, that's where I'd recommend this movie would sure. really fit in. And wow. it's, a, it's a fun movie. I think it's, it's somewhat of a callback to those old sort of war serials. Not as much as I thought it would be, not as much as you thought it would be, but no. I still had fun watching it, so maybe, okay. someone, maybe someone else will too. Maybe one day. <laughs> one day. One day, way off in the future when this becomes a cult classic, maybe. It's still but, better than the second one. Okay, fair enough. I haven't seen it, so I can't judge. But unfortunately, I think because of the failure of this movie, I don't think we're going to get the third Kingsman movie that everyone wants. No. Disney is going to look at this and be like, well, no one wants the Kingsman. So it's a real shame that this wasn't a Kingsman movie and wasn't better because now we're not going to get a movie that could potentially be a better movie. Yeah, and I think people... The first movie was popular, but I think people have forgotten about it. So I think yeah. this series is done. It's dead. Yeah, yeah. fair enough. I'm not sad to see it go, to be honest. <laughs> it is a bit of a shame because that first movie was a fun movie. Hey, look, in this movie we just saw, there was nobody using the S Bend for oxygen. So you should be happy, right? Yeah, but I kind of wanted that because at least I can point <laughs> at that and laugh at how stupid it is. I mean, they already, they had their own inaccuracies, but still, like, nothing that yeah. egregious. Anyway, so we're done talking about the Kingsman. Like, Zawa, the Zawa was an asshole, which I was like, was he? You know? I, you know <laughs> we're done talking a, about the a Kingsman. A bad leader, but anyway. Cast it from your mind until you apparently go watch it again or buy it on DVD because you loved it so much. <laughs> so, you, the dear listener, if you had uh, thoughts on this movie that were different to ours. Did you love the movie? Did you hate the movie? What were your thoughts on The Kingsman? Let us know. You can send us an email at potentialspoilerspod at gmail.com. You can find us on our social media pages, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, or you can just simply leave us a comment on this episode's page on our Podbean site. Let us know your thoughts on The Kingsman. Let us know if you think I was too generous with Matty D. Let us know if you thought Matty D wasn't generous enough with me. And was this our worst prediction? It was. It was. But if you thought we did a, a worse job with another movie in the past, you can let us know. Or if there's something coming up in the future that you think we did a worse job with. I can't believe this is the movie that we completely failed at. Of all the movies, I can't believe this one. Like, really. Frozen 2 wasn't as big of a failure as this one. Yeah, we were lied to. The promotion yes. material lied to us. It was like if we went and reviewed a Star Wars movie and we sat down and all of a sudden Lord of the Rings started playing. That's essentially yes. what happened to us. Yes. We're like, what the fuck? Yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> oh, well, I can't be too upset about it because, you know. Sounds like you are. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about what we're going to be predicting yes. next week We're going to kill the goat that is Kingsman and move on Yes Do you like what I did there? Yes, I like that very much Better than what they did in the movie <laughs> with the actual goat Because that didn't make any sense So, next week, we're going back to the world of video game adaptations They're always good, aren't they, Matty D? Always successful Always a successful movie is a video we game We joke, but one of the only video game adaptations that we've done is Sonic the Hedgehog. I mean, mm. we did Resident Evil as well, but Sonic yes. the Hedgehog was a huge success and is having a sequel. There you go. But we're not talking about Sonic the Hedgehog 2 next week. 
That's no, in the no, future. no. Next week, we're talking about the upcoming Tom Holland, Mark Wahlberg vehicle, Uncharted. Yes. Which is based on a Sony PlayStation exclusive video yep, game series right. that I've never played. I do own them. I'm looking at them right now, but I've never played them. I've played them. There we go. So you're going to have an advantage on me. Well, not much of an advantage. I never finished them. <laughs> okay. <laughs> wow. So we're going to talk all about the Uncharted games next week and what we think is going to happen in this upcoming Uncharted movie. But until then, we'll see you next week. Our guest of honor, Father Rasputin. Gregorian Rasputin. Time to dance. Your reputation precedes you. The certain man in Russia long ago.